Hello everybody and welcome to Sound of Play. Wednesday in Sound of Play we bring you some of our and your favourite pieces from the many video game soundtracks we've enjoyed over the decades and my favourites. Yeah. Hello, I'm Leon. It's just me again this week for reasons, good reasons and also indulgent reasons. About once a year, maybe less, I like to make a show. It's just some picks that I've made. No community picks, no composers, no friends of the show, no team members, no one, just me. I hope you don't mind. I think we've got, uh, well, we, huh, I've got a lovely selection of tracks. And the thing that unites them all is there's all, there's, with each of them, there's some relevance to the year 2019. I think this is my last sound of play for 2019, I think, give or take. Anyway, it's mid-December, pretty much, 2019, and Game of the Year lists and awards are happening, reflections upon the previous 12 months, the arbitrary framing of time that we use. So, if you can't beat them, join them. Now, as you'll have heard from the opening track, not all my picks are from games that are from or released in 2019. Some of them are. Some of them were re-released in 2019 though, including this one. I suppose this could have been from something that was genuinely released for the first time in 2019, but it wasn't. It's actually 35 years old. And I suppose if you go back further, it's even older than that. It's uh, 51 years old. If you take into account the piece that it's a cover of. So yeah, it's 1968's The Beatles' Lady Madonna, as interpreted by Tsukasa Masuko for Bomb Jack. Now, Bomb Jack is a really old game, older than some of you listening probably, but it was re-released on the Arcade Archives label by Hamster earlier this year on the Switch, in this country at least. And it was originally by Tekan, as they were known then. They became Tecmo and released things such as Ninja Gaiden and 
Ninja Gaiden, <laughs> the other, the the Xbox One, of course, and the Dead or Alive games. But this is when they were making single screen arcade machines. Now, Bomb Jack, I did play it some back in the day, but I found it quite difficult and I didn't really get it. But I was shown it on the Spectrum conversion by a friend and he showed me that it was it wasn't just about getting the bombs. Effectively, you're a dude, a kind of superhero looking guy with a cape and a mask in a red suit, jumping around screens which have sights of the world in a 1984 style in the backdrop. And yeah, there's just bombs hanging in the air and loads of little shiny robotic enemies who have got it in for you. It's an unusual game in that the control system is quite weird. When you press jump, you fly all the way up to the top of the screen by default. It's a vertical monitor and you can zigzag through the sky. You can slow your descent. But yeah, you're presented with a bunch of bombs and you collect them. They don't explode. They don't detonate. However, one bomb at any one time until, well, once you've collected one, I should say, is a sparkling bomb or a sparking bomb. And it's all about getting those and focusing on getting those in order. So it effectively means that rather than just grabbing the nearest bomb, which is what you do when you're a kid, you want to go around making sure that you get the chains of sparkling bombs, zigzagging between the enemies. And there are a lot of enemies on screen. At some points it even slows down. There are so many. And it's uh, it's a real game of arcade skill, very old fashioned in some ways, but also completely unlike anything else. And yeah, so it does it doesn't it does get re-released occasionally, as we saw, but uh, it's one of those like Rainbow Islands where there are issues because of the music. Now, apparently, people from Taycan or Tecmo claim or claimed that they did have the official rights and license for the song Lady Madonna by the Beatles with that Paul McCartney piano riff, which is sort of aping a Fats Domino, I think, Boogie Woogie. I think Fats Domino made a cover of this song, in fact, later on because he heard it was an influence. Is it Fats Domino? Is that right? Apologies if that's my music knowledge is failing me. And yeah, it's just such an excellently jaunty tune for every for the second level and each level as you loop around. And uh, yeah, it's been sadly extricated from, extracted even, from this modern version. And I still love the game. It's still really playable and it's fun to try and get that multiplier up, get on the high score tables, but it really does miss that. BGM3, Lady Madonna. And so I thought I'd share it here today. Also because I've been to Berry's Arcade Club a couple of times uh, once was it once this year yeah maybe twice this year i forget anyway um went to arcade club and played bomb jack in its original hardware a couple of times and got to play it with lady madonna again so that was fun and i'm still playing that game some 35 years after i first played it and the music still makes me happy so i have to listen to lady madonna outside of the game or in the arcade there you go Change of Tack Now. This is a game that was actually released in 2017 originally on PC, but this year, in 2019, it's come to other formats. I picked it up on Xbox One. The game is called Fight N Rage, in the mold of the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World game from quite some years ago now that is sadly no longer available. It is a sort of Streets of Rage progressive brawler aping fighting game 
very much with retro sensibilities. And uh, yeah, I think it's pretty decent. It got some rave reviews here and there. Uh, I wouldn't quite go so far as that, but I've certainly enjoyed what I've played of it. I've got near the end on the easier mode, uh, very near the end, actually, and not quite so near on the harder modes. But uh, it's a nicely put together game, very lovingly made. It reminds me of Blazing Chrome, which is that uh, this year's Contra alike game. Actually, I could have probably picked some music from that, but this one out in that it feels like a hearty tribute to games of that era. And yeah, uh, all the music I believe in the game is composed by Gonzalo Varela, something like that. Apologies for my Spanish pronunciation. There's probably worse to come later. And this one's actually slightly out of step musically with the rest of the soundtrack. So here we've got a jazzy, funky groove rather than the more up-tempo, thrashy, metal-y stuff of most of the other pieces. But this was the one that stood out to me and I thoroughly enjoyed playing with this as the backing. So enjoy. Go for it. Go For It by Gonzalo Varela from Fight and Rage by Ciber Games Dev. Check it out if you're interested in brawlers. As you can imagine, this being my selection based on things that I've been playing this year, quite a lot of the games are inspired, at least, by older things. Maybe not so much this one, although it was originally a mid-2000s game. This piece is from the t originally from the 2017 PS4 remaster 
but of course that version has also been ported this year and come out in 2019 on Xbox One and Switch. So Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age, we covered it back in our podcast some months back at the time of recording. We're just about to record our Final Fantasy XV show. I'm not on that one, but the team will take you through it and complete our Final Fantasy series lasted a couple of years. And that will be it for a while for Final Fantasy until they make another one. And then we let a couple of years pass and then we talk about it again. So I hope you've enjoyed that. I really enjoyed a lot of the music in Final Fantasy XII. But this was the piece that stood out. It was one of the earliest pieces in the game. And perhaps I was spoiled by it because nothing else quite lived up to it for me. But this one I can just listen to for a long time. It's not a place you spend hours and hours in the game, but enough to hear this several times and it's the low town theme this is the version that was remastered or rearranged possibly even re-recorded for the 2017 zodiac age version nothing against the original incarnation at all but this is the version that i heard this year enjoyed and really fell in love with and so it's a version i'm sharing with you now low town by itoshi sakamoto possibly, and or Hayato Matsuo and Masaharu Iwata.
from Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac Age. Really love that sort of, is it synthy or stringy wash that comes in and the sort of slightly gamelan-y sounding drums and it's got that echoes the game the whole game as we talked about in that podcast has echoes of star wars and there's certainly a little sort of john williams mood to that as well so yeah great stuff low town next pick is from one of my personal favorite games that was released in 2019 i don't think many people have played it i championed it extensively got a review of it i've got a review copy and reviewed it bought myself another copy on the other platform that it was released for check out my review on canarince.com of ninja saviors return of the warriors this is a game that i feel like more people should have been excited about beautiful art and just a beautiful reworking for me of the super nintendo ninja warriors game from 1994 which was itself a kind of remake of the original arcade game ninja warriors the ninja warriors um now the the arcade game uh, had some astonishing music by legendary zuntata we featured some of it here before the super nintendo game had music from hiroyuki iwatsuki and in this case tengo project for natsume atari came back made this game which feels like a game out of time in a good way in that it feels Rather than things like Fight and Rage and Blazing Chrome, this to me feels like a genuine game from the past. Not in any bad way, not in a it's clunkier or more frustrating, but as in it, it somehow it's got that unquantifiable quality that makes it feel like the real deal instead of a, a loving tribute. But also, it is a loving tribute. So this was released by uh, various people in various locations, Taito and uh, Arc System Works. number of tunes I could have picked Maybe nothing quite beats some of the Zuntata pieces from the original arcade game, but still, these are rearrangements and reworkings of the Super Nintendo game. And this one's just great fun. Driving beats to send you from left to right of the level, taking on many, many foes. This one's, it is a progressive brawler, but it's purely on a flat 2D plane, a bit like Irem's Vigilante or something like that, but with more combat variety and... uh, There are four, ultimately six protagonists, and they've all got a nice collection of moves. Whichever character you select really mixes up the gameplay quite extensively in terms of how you'll play and how you'll beat the bosses and so on. And yeah, every level's an onslaught and a thoroughly enjoyable one, especially if you like vintage pixel art type graphics as much as I do. So yeah, enjoy this. Check out the game. Please do. This is stage four. Alley to office. Parking block.
an amazing title for a cool tune. Stage four, alley to office, brackets, parking block. Really sells the vibe. Uh, but yeah, thanks to Hiroyuki Iwatsuki and that Tango Project team for Natsume Atari for making one of my favourites from 2019, albeit via 1994, via 1987. But then that's just like me, isn't it? Now, this one I've picked, it's an odd pick. It's originally by composer Claude Debussy. So it's an old piece. We've got a few of these, some traditional and older pieces reinterpreted. One of the reasons I picked this is not necessarily so much because of its appearance in this game, which is Sayonara Wild Hearts, but because of its appearance in both the Evil Within games, which I played for the podcast this year. Check out those. They were in the last quarter of the year or so, Halloween and beyond, Evil Within 1 and 2. Claire de Lune, this here for Simogo, Simogo's Sayonara Wild Hearts by Daniel Olsen. Now, a lot of people, I think, had a wonderful, strong, joyful reaction to Sayonara Wild Hearts, whether they played it on Apple Arcade or Switch or as I did on PS4. However, I was wildly underwhelmed by this game, unfortunately, really disappointed. I was going into it. Perhaps it had been overhyped. Perhaps I was in the wrong mood. I'll definitely try it again one day. But I found it incredibly kind of, what's the word? Lacking in substance, it just, it was kind of pretty. I, uh, the visuals are def were definitely the strongest element for me. I know a lot of people loved the music overall, a lot of, um, but it was a, it was just a bit too kind of light pop for me. And it just never clicked. I never got that buzz from it like I did from Res or from uh tetris effect or even child of eden i didn't even it didn't even quite hit those heights for me so your mileage may vary as always of course and i i mean this to take nothing away from anyone's experience i'm not denying that if anyone had that sort of as i did some people as i read some people coming away from it elated and buzzing and joyous and that's all absolutely wonderful and i am only jealous but just to let you know that it's not guaranteed because I didn't. I found the gameplay rather shallow and the game rather, yeah, just insubstantial, really. But anyway, uh, it's still a pretty thing and I'm glad it exists. And here is Daniel Olson's interpretation of Claire de Lune. Thank you. 
Annapurna released Sayonara World Hearts 4, the Apple Arcade service and Switch and PS4. Our Ryan Heyman was saying that he feels, was it Ryan? Someone from the team was saying that they feel that the release frequency has sort of died down quite a bit for Apple Arcade after a fantastic launch. So I guess we'll see what happens with that. I'm not signed up myself just because, although it sounded like I had a load of great games on it, and I did want to check out Choo Choo Rocket, um, I really didn't need to spend another £5 on a subscription service that would give me access to more things that I didn't have time to enjoy, along with the myriad entertainment services, TV services, game services, and so on and so forth. So even though it's only a trifling £5 a month, I've left that one there but maybe maybe some point this year they'll release something that i just can't say no to also i've only got um, an iphone 8 something whatever it is so i think if i had an ipad it might have been more of an easy sell to me next game was free to play it kind of i think it still is free to download the main client but you can now download as i did a eight pound i think it is chunk of dlc to flesh out the client into a more substantial package what am i talking about it's only tetris <laughs> every year tetris is game of the year uh it's not my game of the year this year but this was uh, quite a made quite a, a splash when it landed not tetris splash that was on the xbox live arcade not the best version of tetris you'll ever play in my opinion this was tetris 99 and arika the people behind the grandmaster tetris games that we talked about on our tetris podcast some years back brought an online Battle Royale Tetris free to play to Nintendo Switch. What a cool idea. So simple, but excellently executed by all accounts. Now, you could probably, if you played it a lot, get a little bit sick of the tune. <laughs> but if you only play it a bit, you probably enjoy it. If you haven't played it at all, this will be new to you. But it is, yes, yet another version of the Tetris main theme or the A game music from the Game Boy but it is that Russian traditional folk piece that originally has words put to it from a poem about a, I think it's about a peddler, isn't it? The Korobyaniki. I don't speak Russian, in case you can't tell. This particular interpretation, one of many, many incarnations of this Tetris theme, including Dr. Spin, which is probably the one that Andrew Lloyd Webber won that charted in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. This will be the one that sounds the most like that. Not quite as naff, though. Teruo Taniguchi was the person behind this incarnation. It lasts about five minutes. And of course, if you're playing the Battle Royale game, that's probably more than you'll get to play unless you're very good. And even then, you might have finished off your 98 opponents by then. Here it is, main theme, if you like, Tetris 99.
unlike the infamous ice cream that we have over here, at least in the UK, it's obvious why Tetris 99 is called Tetris 99. Have we discussed the naming of the 99 before? I don't know. I am led to believe that it is to do with the motion that you make in the air when you are pouring the ice cream from the machine into the cone. A nine and then a nine. Apocryphal or not, let me know, ice cream vendors or historians. It's not because it cost 99p, because I'll tell you what, they were about 20p when I was a kid. So, uh, yeah, 99 flake. But it's only a 99 when it's got a flake in it, right? Otherwise, it's just a Mr. Whippy or whatever. So that doesn't anyway. Irrelevant. Sound of play. <laughs> now we have a sort of medley. This is actually from a 2018 release in Japan, but it did come out on Switch over here in 2019. So by my rules, it counts. And this is more of a summer thing, really. I mean, legendarily summery game, blue skies, driving your Ferrari Testarossa across, well, the world, according to the stages, as you segue from Dubai to Holland. and so on uh i'm talking about outrun of course and the version we got this year was it came out very early i think over here this year out uh, sega ages outrun for the switch and yeah there's uh there's a piece that was added for the 3d version the 3d ages sega series also by m2 uh called is it called el camino some something like that anyway uh, but they added yet another piece for this release, also by Chibi Tech, and it is excellently a compilation of the famous tunes that made up the original 1986 Outrun coin ops. Yeah, can't use the word legendary, iconic, etc., etc., and so on. Soundtrack. And this is, yeah, the driver's megamix. Roll down the soft top regardless of the weather. And. Try not to crash.
that is Driver's Mega Mix Volume 1. The mix and the arrangement there done by Chibi Tech with, of course, originals by Hiroshi Kawaguchi from, yeah, OutRun. Cool bit coming up next. Don't always know what the genres are, but uh, there's some jazz and some bluesy stuff and some synthwave and so on in this game. This was one came out early this year on PC, Mac and Switch. One of Devolver Digital's usually strong lineups, uh, usually strong lineup of releases. And somewhat more recently, it was uh, discounted nicely. So I picked it up on my Switch. Katana Zero is the game. It's very reminiscent in some ways of Hotline Miami in terms of its mood. But rather than top down, it's side on. It's a bit more forgiving than Hotline Miami and a bit more polished, I would say. And uh, I haven't nearly finished it yet, but what I have played, I enjoyed very much. And that's in no small part. Each level has its own kind of theme, music theme. And I think it's different composers, different, uh, it's a, like Hotline Miami. It's a kind of, not a collaboration, but a, a collection of different works by different artists. And again, I went through the whole soundtrack thinking, obviously I hadn't heard it all in the game yet because I haven't got to the latter stages, but a number of tunes I very much enjoyed. And uh, this one just seemed to fit the bill for track eight of this sound of play. This is Bill Kylie and Sneaky Driver. Soft make Katana Zero. Check it out on 
a computer or a Nintendo Switch. Don't know if there's any plans to see it arrive on Xbox or PlayStation, but if not, seek it out if you can. Recommended also by Joshua Garrity of this parish, who I think I'm pretty sure he did finish it and he gave it a th hearty thumbs up. So even though I've only dabbled in it between us, that's a recommendation. You may see, see it crop up in some end of year lists and so on. Remember, listeners, please venture over to our forum, canarince.com slash forum. Yes, we still have a forum and we use it. We also have a Twitter because we're modern as well <laughs> at canarince. We also have a Facebook page, at least for now, facebook.com slash canarince. Yeah, we might not be happy about uh, everything that uh, the owners of the social media platforms do and stand for and don't do. But unfortunately, the reality is that we need to get the word out. And those are the ubiquitous ways at the moment. You can request your favourites for the regular show. Don't forget to include a reason why you've picked them. If you want, you don't have to. But if you've got a story, a reason, a memory, all of that's good for colour and flavour for the show and the listeners to enjoy. Also, subscribe to this podcast if you don't already. Leave us a review or a rating, Apple Podcasts or iTunes. That's really helpful as well. And don't forget our other content and output. We have podcasts, which is our bread and butter on Fridays. We have The Sausage Factory, where Chris O'Regan interviews people who make actual games. On Thursdays, we have Playwright, where Ryan and Ryan invent new video games. And on Mondays, it's our big show, Cane and Rinse. It's a deep dive review show. We talk about games from pretty much throughout the history of video games like this show. We don't we don't choose by genre or by format or by age. We just talk about what we want to talk about. Follow us on those social media platforms. We have an Instagram as well. Occasionally we use it. But best of all, the best way you can support us, the best free way is probably reviews and ratings. The best way you can support the venture that is our little empire. <laughs> it's not much of an empire, uh, but it could be more so with a dollar a month from you. Everyone who listens to this show can help us keep on making these shows. And that is at patreon.com slash cane and the, the dollar a month is a minimum. It's like 70 something P, less than a euro. It's like a chocolate bar's worth of money. And that's like a third of a coffee from a high street chain for a month worth of, of uh, podcasts and each of your dollars comes together to form a little pile of dollars with which we can kind of pay for ourselves to exist. <laughs> Simple as that, really. Thank you to our community contributors throughout the year. Do keep them coming. We'll need more requests as we go forward. I'll also be no doubt lining up some composers, people who make music. And also we'll go back to having some folks from the team and members of the community next year. Let us know if you fancy coming on a sound of play and you have a decent microphone and you can talk a bit about what you want to hear. That's the important part. To close then, this is one of my favourite soundtracks from new games this year. Weirdly, I think the copyright on this game is 2018 because I guess that's maybe when... I don't know when they copyrighted it, but the game has actually been released much more recently. 
and what it's <laughs> the platforms it's been released on might surprise you if you're unaware of this project. So this game has or is coming out for Mega Drive, Dreamcast, Neo Geo, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC and Switch. The Neo Geo version, I believe, is still a work in progress. But this game was actually built to be a Mega Drive cartridge for actual Mega Drive hardware. The PS4 and above versions are enhanced. I don't know if the DC version is enhanced compared to the MD version. You would think, but maybe not. The PS4 versions uh, and the others obviously have certain uh, extra little graphical flurries and stuff, but it's still fundamentally the same game, Xeno Crisis. It is a top-down alien syndrome or gauntlet style shooter. Uh, you have a choice of characters or you can play cop and you blast aliens. Oh yeah, you really do blast a lot of aliens. 16-bit style graphics and uh, also some collectibles. It's got sort of procedurally generated levels. So when you play uh, it's not it's not a roguelike or anything, but when you play, the game is kind of remixed, so you don't get the same the repetition of going through exactly the same sequence of rooms each time. And yeah, it's uh, I don't think it's perfect, um, but there's there's a few little mechanical things about it that are slightly curious. But it it is a blast. Like it's a and it it's such a again back to the loving tribute thing. Uh, you can tell that these guys uh, they call themselves Bitmap Bureau were you know they've poured their heart and soul into this and i just wanted to i got it as soon as it came out on ps4 just because i wanted to reward the the project and the passion i'm pretty sure it was a i'm certain it was a a kickstarter or something like that and obviously the people have paid big money for their mega drive carts in packaging and all that kind of thing and that's amazing but i just wanted to get the game play it and chip in to the the coffers and see what they come up with next but yeah the soundtrack is a belter throughout um, but i don't think it actually gets better for me than the area one perimeter track this is by savaged regime who is daniel berlin berlin and i'll leave this i'll leave you with this and i'll be back yeah listen to kane rinse stuff we've got some more podcasts end of year stuff various bits and bobs and if you sign up to the patreon it won't be long until we reveal the next 50 shows for Kane and Rince. So don't forget about that. Patreon.com slash Kane and Rince. You get your exclusive monthly show, early shows, extended shows. And we'll keep on sound of playing throughout 2020 as well. Until then, enjoy this pumping beat from Savage Regime. Goodbye.